they're this vicious and ruthless group of terrorists. They will show no mercy to any civilians. I guess to sum up, it is as if Afghanistan has become a cemetery for its civilians. That was Shamsia Hussainpur, an Afghan-Australian and a final year journalism student pursuing bachelor's in communication. She is a podcast host at Bolag Analyst Network and has been a volunteer for Plan International advocating for girls' equality and education. Shamsia, like many Afghans living out of Afghanistan, now fears for the lives of her family and friends. Thank God for me, I don't have any family members remaining in Afghanistan, but in your case, that is different. Can you tell us what are your emotions, what is happening at home and uh, how you're dealing with that? To say that we are experiencing tremendous pain is seriously an underestimated thing to say. I feel helpless and I feel absolutely shattered. Um, there are younger girls that I grew up with, basically my friends, my cousins the same age as me. They're all living in Afghanistan. You know, we all worked hard. We are at that stage where we are just starting our careers. And in Afghanistan, you know, they had to work 10 times hard to convince not to get married at a young age. They had to sacrifice a lot to get to where they where um, they were till about last week. And to, and to think that all that hard work has gone to waste, absolutely, you know, just it pains me tremendously. Have you been in contact with uh, family friends and family members overseas? Like what have they been um, telling you? What are they going through? So that's what I've been hearing from the male side of it is that it's quiet at the moment. You know, the Taliban come in and go, but it's it's the women who say, you know, completely opposite things. So the cousins that I've spoken to, they can't even finish a single sentence without bursting into tears. We can't even have a proper conversation because they're in so much pain and they can't even talk. They can't even get a sentence out. A few of my cousins, they're nurses and they're psychologists. They are home now. And one of them in particular, she doesn't have a brother or a father. So she's basically a young, you know, the same age as me, around the same age as me. She lives with her mama, with her mom and, uh, you know, four other sisters. I can't even imagine their fate, especially when the Taliban vowed that they will marry any uh, widows or, or young girls from as, as young as 12 years old uh, to their militants. I can't, I, I, I can't, I cannot accept. I can't even put it into words how sick that makes me feel. Although the Taliban's have stated they will respect women's rights, with some calling them reformed Taliban's, media reports show us the opposite. In front of the camera, Taliban leaders gathered female nurses and doctors assuring them that they can continue their works with full confidence and without any fear. While on the other side, a group of Taliban's ordered an Afghan woman to cook for a group of 15. Being poor, when she said she doesn't have enough, she was beaten to death. But it's the woman that I, that I feel most for. It's, it's the children. It's the young girls would lose their childhood. Afghan Hazaras are an ethnic minority, being Shia Muslims, making up 9% of Afghanistan's population. This ethnic minority has been bullied, targeted and discriminated against for centuries because of their ethnicity and religious beliefs. We know that Afghanistan is not a safe haven for anyone, let alone women. Um, we know that ethnic minorities such as Hazaras are the most um, targeted by the Taliban. What do you fear the most as a Hazara? I think like any any other Hazara people, just before the, the Taliban completely um, took over the country, 
we were already, you know, seeing mass numbers uh, of our, our, our loved ones being killed. Those things were happening when the US and its allies were still there. Those things were happening when the government was in power. And I know I, I, this sounds very cliche right now. I can't even imagine how effortless and easy it is for the Taliban to do those atrocities that they've been doing for years. It is, you know, it is women who work so hard and, you know, went through so much. And I say this because of, I've seen my own mother who was in Afghanistan, who worked so hard to build a home, who worked so hard to provide for the family, you know, the things that she had to bear. Uh, and in the end, she had to leave it all behind. And same goes back to those people. You know, they worked so hard and now they have to burn their dreams. They have to take that, that dream and that hope that they have created over the past 20 years, either into their graveyard or, you know, um, just forever in their heart, just conceal it in their heart and never talk about it again. Majority of the bombings in Afghanistan targeted the Hazara-populated areas such as Dashtibarchi district. Afghan Hazars are killed at school, play, even at birth. Recently, Taliban's captured and massacred nine Hazara men and also destroyed the statue of Abdul Ali Mazari, a Hazara Shia militia leader who fought against the Taliban in the 1990s. Ahmad Shah Massoud, titled Lion of Panjshir, was an Afghan politician and military commander during the resistance against the Soviets and the Taliban until he was assassinated in 2001. Now his son Ahmad Massoud is in Panjshir Valley ready to follow in his father's footsteps. This has ignited hopes in many Afghans who are asking the international communities to help Ahmad Massoud and his resistance group by providing arms. Yeah, let's talk about Ahmad Massoud. Um, in a time where every, everyone's literally lost hope for Afghanistan and everyone's mourning over what's happening in Afghanistan, um, do you have any hope in Ahmad Massoud? Do you have any hope that um, there is there can be a, a group which can fight against the Taliban and take control back from them? It gives me a bit of hope. And yes, yes you know, you're right. It gives me a bit of hope. That hope back to the people. If, if it's just if it's just Ahmad Massoud and his group alone, I don't think we stand a chance. But if other countries step in and help out um, and help them out, then I do I do believe that there is a slight chance of winning. Australia has offered now three thousand humanitarian visas um, for Afghans. That is included in the thirteen thousand more than thirteen thousand human humanitarian visas intake. Uh, rather than like a special allocation like the UK and Canada is doing. What do you have to say about that? Is there more that the Australian government could do? The African community has has done so much, has contributed so much to build the Australian economy. You know, we go way back from the African camelers when they built the Ghan Railway in, in, in South Australia. Whatever profession we think of, we've got Afghans in those fields working. And for what? for this economy, for this country. We're not lazy people. You know, we're not here to take to take advantage of the welfare. That's not why people flee their homes. That's not why people flee the hard work that they've put in to build their homes. If we had a choice, we wouldn't leave our country. We wouldn't leave our loved ones behind. 
refugees don't have a choice and for the Australians to only take 3,000 it just baffles my mind like it's just ridiculous numbers. Afghan or not everyone must feel for Afghanistan especially when going through such a messy situation and humanitarian crisis that's going on. Do you have any message for the international community and the international leaders out there? If, if you care about human rights, if you care about women's rights and if you care about children's rights then you should care about what's happening in Afghanistan. There is no there is no second option. There is no second thought. Do not be selective about who you support because that's not really, you know, supporting. And and we have this slogan of, you know, all lives matter. That's not true. That's not true because if it did, the people of, of Afghanistan wouldn't be in this condition, wouldn't be in this place. All lives matter, just a nice way of saying the privileged, the white and the, you know, the rich, the famous people's lives matter. That doesn't really relate to the Afghan people, because if it did, the Afghan community and the Afghans in, in Afghanistan wouldn't feel so alone. I want you to raise your voice in your platform to talk about what's happening in, in Afghanistan instead of sending me a private message. That's very thoughtful. I appreciate that. But at the end of the day, I am safe. I'm in my own home. It's not me who needs that support. It's not me who deserves that love, that voice. Right now, the Taliban's are receiving all the media attention that they wanted to, to portray themselves as the reformed Taliban's legitimate leaders of the country and to gain international recognition. But it should not be the words of Taliban's we should trust and listen, but the words of the Afghan civilians who have experienced life under the Taliban's rule. Russia and China are encouraging other countries to recognize Taliban's as the leaders of Afghanistan. There is more yet to be cleared. Sahafaladi, Panorama Sin Media.